And we are live. Hey guys, this is Brad and Mike with Dallas Geek uh, back for yet another live stream from quarantine or uh, a stay at home or whatever, shelter in place, whatever you want to call this. Uh, Isolation. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that, that works too. <laughs> um, and as you can probably tell from the title of our video, if you actually saw the title of our video, uh, we're drinking wine and talking about video games. I've got mine in a nice pretty evolution cup because I'm an adult. I actually this respect that cup? so much. No, this is my cup. <laughs> I love freaking out over there because she thought I took her cup and it's like, no, I got my own. No, I respect that very, very much. Also, uh, they are not sponsoring this video, but we just have to throw the shout out out there. Not that they really need our help on this one, but the wine that we are drinking today is the pure line of uh, wine from Michael Rosenbaum. It is the first half of the pure evil set that he and um, Mike, who was the other? Tom Welling. Tom Welling uh, did for uh, or through Knocking Point wine, and it is absolutely fantastic. Um, Do you think if we say pure evil or Knocking Point wines 50 more times in the next 20 minutes, they'll send us free wine? You know what? If that's all it takes, um, Knocking Point wine, please pay attention to us. We love your stuff so far, and the fact that you guys seem to have a whole slew of nerdy and TV-centric wines, uh, and I haven't even had a chance to dive into the coffees that you have to. Um, I am all about you guys right now. So uh, speaking yes, of, please, um, please send us bought, more wine. You, you, that would be awesome. So you bought this wine. Yeah. I will get the next one. Well, that we'll be drinking hopefully within the next week or two, depending on how long it takes to get here. Exactly. Um, like, well, but, uh, we ordered it like right. We ordered the second round, the the pure evil part of this. Um, literally right when everything was shutting down uh, because of the ongoing stuff uh, that YouTube does not like us talking about. And unfortunately, that means that delivery has been delayed just a little bit. But that's okay. Um, we, we're patient. We, we got the pure part, which is a good start. Are you telling me that YouTube is unnecessarily censoring people, Brad? I would never think that for a second. Well, I, I would never disparage our uh, YouTube overlords. Sorry, sorry, Google overlords. My bad. I, I, I didn't mean to. Google, please forgive me. I would. Uh, <laughs> but um, <laughs> with that, uh, guys, thank you for joining us on this wonderfully cloudy Friday afternoon in Dallas, Texas. Uh, if this is the first time that you've joined us, uh, we here at Dallas Geek are a nerdy show all about talking about nerdy news and events, uh, a lot of stuff here in Dallas-Fort Worth, but definitely industry-wide. And right now with the whole stay-at-home uh, thing going on, we decided to have a little bit of fun uh, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, typically uh, around lunchtime, but today we decided to go a little bit later because, you know, wine. Uh, and... Yeah, we're coming to you with a little bit of extra entertainment to get you through the week. So, um, don't forget to...
follow us, like, subscribe, all the stuff the social media is like, and uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Now, would we? with the uh, the absolutely hokey shilling done, uh, Mike, we, we said we're going to be talking about video games. What video games are we talking about? We're talking about video games. <laughs> you know, that thing that our parents told us would never let us amount to anything, but yet here we are playing an ass load of them stuck inside for the last month and a half. And, well, we may not be making a living off of video games. You got guys that are making millions off of just playing them. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, we got a couple different topics we're going to talk about. Some rumors amongst the industry. Um, some stuff that's coming out later this year. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's something that we need to start off with. The thing that apparently has taken the world by storm. The thing that is letting people still live their lives. Final Fantasy uh, VII HD Remake? Yeah, no, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the horrendously obvious money grab that was taking a three-disc game and making the first disc two full Blu-ray discs. <clears throat> I mean, wouldn't you do it? Uh, no, because I'm not a douche. <clears throat> but it makes so much money. I... I Tell that to the UK where it sold half of what Final Fantasy XV sold. Uh, <laughs> that's all I got to say about that. Fair um, enough. We're talking about the game that has consumed Kyla's life. Don't judge me. Oh, I will judge you all I want. But Nookie needs money. <laughs> we're talking about Tom Nook himself, the slave driver that he is. We are talking about Animal Crossing New Horizons. And since you are definitely uh, much more knowledgeable about Animal Crossing than I am, uh, I'm not even going to begin mm. to insult our viewers uh, about uh, just trying to BS my way through explaining it. So, Mike, uh, what the heck is Animal Crossing and why do ever, does everybody seem to love it? <laughs> Which I do realize is probably going to make half of our audience hate me for even saying that. Right. Um, so do you want me to give you the spark notes or do you want me to actually dive in depth? Uh, let's meet in the middle. Cool, so it's Sims with animals. All right, moving on, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, so with New Horizons, um, they've obviously brought back some stuff from previous Animal Crossing games, uh, but the big thing is that you essentially come to this island, you're invited to this island by Tom Nook, um, who people either love or think he is the damn devil. Um, I'm kind of leaning towards that second one. Why? But essentially what happens is, so he will continuously give you loans. And so like, let's say when you first get to the island, you have a tent that you're living in and you're sleeping on a cot. He'll say, hey, for a loan of... 5,000 miles. Yeah, so 5,000 nook miles, which are miles that are essentially like frequent flyer miles that only you can get that, through him. That pays for your first trip. That pays for your first trip to nice. go to another island to kind of farm and do that stuff. Um, but he also will give you loans to like, hey, you're living in a tent right now. For like a hundred thousand bells, you can live in a house. Okay. He'll give you the house and you have to pay it off. Right. So he gives you the house and you have to pay it off. You have to pay it off by doing manual labor for Tom Nook, essentially. Like, hey, there are new villagers coming to the island. Go build them houses. Okay. Hey, hey, so the island needs a museum. Go build a museum. Oh, by the way, I need you to catch specimens. I need you to catch fish. I need you to catch a bunch of other stuff and then fill said museum. 
Okay, so what I'm hearing so now so is we're, we're uh, like The Sims, we're, we're literally taking all the dull and slightly frustrating aspects of life and just digitizing it in a more kid-friendly way. Okay, go on. Yes, it is the it is the dullest, most rudimentary parts of life, basically with cute little animals running around. It's chores. It's chores. Yes, thank you, Kyla. It's chores. You're doing chores. Wow. So it really is The Sims. Got it. Mm -hmm. Now I will say, Kyla let me play last night. Um, we were trying to catch a ghost. Uh, yes, the island's haunted. Insert your grabbing a pistol and cocking it haunted meme here. Uh, 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 uh Mike, 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 my eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. My eyes are up here. Don't be looking down at my that's virtual. That's not what I. That's stuff. what I. That's not what I want to see, Brad. I. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so like last night we were trying to catch a ghost because the island's haunted. Sure, why not? Because of course the island's haunted. Um, but to give you an idea, I ran around for 40 minutes trying to find this one ghost. So is I this Luigi's stop. Mansion now? <laughs> what the heck? No, it's not Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion is way more fun. Oh. Um, wow. Yes, Luigi's Mansion is more fun. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. So, oh, uh, shots fired? <laughs> Yes, all, I mean, all it's all Nintendo, though, right? So, I mean... Yes, yeah. Um, yes, because Nintendo fan bases are not rabid and completely irrational. No, never. Um, never. Uh, by the way, Ocarina of Time's overrated, Kyla. Oh, oh, don't, don't say that on the internet. <laughs> take it back. <laughs> They'll actually find uh, you over that and kill you. Majora's Mask was better. Oh, the gameplay or storyline? Both. Mm. Oh. Okay. Now I know you're joking, but, but I may even fight you over that one. <laughs> but so no, but Animal Crossing is literally it is it is kind of every it is everyday life, right? Sure. So I think that there's a big I think the Animal Crossing games have always had a really rabid fan base, but I think you're seeing it even more so now because people can't go out and interact with others and do that thing. Okay. But like they have a social, they have a social side of it to where you can have people come to your island and visit your island, and you oh. guys can literally run around your island and kind of do interactive stuff. Okay. You can also play co-op together. Yeah, you can also play co-op together, which is essentially where like people can create users on your Switch, and they can inhabit your island. So can you actually talk to other people through the game, or do you have to have that set up on some other uh, thing like Discord or Skype or phone or whatever? Discord, so so Nintendo's online has come a really long way with the Switch. Okay. Um, but their, their, their communication is still kind of a pain, to be honest with you. You have to download like an app through a mobile device and do it that way. It's basically for them to kind of keep tabs. It's, it's for Nintendo to keep tabs on parental controls and that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, so Discord usually is like, Discord is usually the easier way to go. Like literally you guys can just create a Discord channel, everybody hops in, and you guys are in your own Discord channel running around your own island doing whatever. Yeah, gotcha. Which, by the way, for the uh, the game uh, the gaming noobs out there uh, just that don't know what Discord uh, is, uh, Discord is kind of like Skype or Microsoft Teams or Slack. It is simply a 
uh, a, an app that you can use to communicate with other people. Uh, the benefit for right. Discord is it is very gamer friendly and right. so it's able to have a lot less lag for audio and video calls. Uh, it has a lot more integration with uh, gaming features and options for mm -hmm. team co-op. Uh, things that you're trying to do to interact with uh, other people you're playing with online. Um, and if you're not actively gaming at the moment, it's just a really uh, easy option to be able to just use as kind of like the a modern equivalent of a, a chat room. Uh, essentially, right. Uh, right. If yeah, I really so like want to date myself, you know, where if you want to think of Reddit as like you know uh, the the digital equivalent of a a, a message board, uh, you know, back at the beginning of the AOL era, uh, Discord right. just is the modern equivalent of all that put together. Right. Um, but now it's not just Animal Crossing that's out right now. Um, we did have some other games come out. We had Persona 5 Royal, which is the base Persona 5 with the expansion built into it. Okay. Uh, for all of you weebs out there, I don't know if that's a derogatory term or not. I'm just going to go ahead and use it anyway. Don't really care. Sure, okay. Moving on. Um, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Persona 5, uh, the weebs have owned that term, so I don't really think it's derogatory, but I, I, I think we'll need to bring a couple of them in to verify that. I feel like that's fair. Um, so yeah, so... Weeps rejoice. Um, I have Persona 5. I played Persona 5. It's a fantastic old-school turn-based RPG with a modern flair. Okay. Um, so that's a fantastic one if you like traditional-style RPGs. Um, you got the Final Fantasy VII remake that Brad mentioned in the beginning. Um, I'm not going to talk much about that because they're absolute jerks and took out the turn-based combat and made it a Final Fantasy 15 timed combat. They were even like, hey, you've got classic mode if you want to play turn-based. It's not really turn-based. You lied to me, Square Enix. I will be coming for you for that. So you're actually not a fan of the time-based? No. No, I am I am a traditional turn-based RPG player. So I'm going to be honest, uh, and I know that the combat style of the Final Fantasy franchise, uh, when it switched back around uh, Final Fantasy XII, I do realize that there was a massive split uh, in the fan base for you know the traditionalists that just will never accept the new form of combat and uh, the modern fans that genuinely do enjoy the new options. Um, I was actually one of the ones uh, like it's when Final Fantasy XII first came out. Uh, I was a big fan of the updated combat uh, system and I kind of like it. So seeing that that is an option to be able to go back to Final Fantasy VII and use that uh, combat system, to me, I actually look forward to it. Uh, but I can definitely understand uh, how a traditionalist like you would find that to be absolute trash. So, so I will also say that the thing that PO'd me, because I don't know if I can say the full word. Well... <laughs> Um, is they marketed, they essentially presented classic mode as in like, it plays like traditional turn-based. Got it. Which didn't make me happy, but I, look, I'm kind of a snob. Final Fantasy has always been a turn-based series to me. Sure. If you weebs want something that's not turn-based, go play Kingdom Hearts. I mean... Uh... 
I can definitely understand how the false advertising aspect of it uh, would be very frustrating, um, especially if you knew going into the HD remake that the primary focus was the turn-based uh, combat system, but they made the promise that it, uh, you had an option for the classic uh, turn-based. I understand how that would be very frustrating, and honestly, um, if I was more invested in the remake than I actually am, just because I, I don't actually have a PS4, so I don't really have the option to be able to take advantage of it, um, mm -hmm. then I, I would, I, I would probably be right there with you, uh, wanting both options in to be able to pick and choose, and I, yeah, I, I get that. Um, and I mean, they've had enough time to be able to make the HD remake that at this point you'd think bugs like that would be, you know, non-existent. Sure. But, eh. You would think. But. At this um, point, I, nothing about the video game industry really surprises me that much anymore, so. Right. Oh well. Um, and then to finish up with the current games that are out right now. Like I said, we have Animal Crossing, which is taking up the world. We've got Final Fantasy VII, which is making the weebs happy. Sure. Uh, Persona 5, making the weebs happy. You've got Doom Eternal for you kiddies that like to just grab the guns and run around and shoot all kinds of alien demons and then also rip them apart. Remember, rip and tear, kids. Rip and tear. Um, and then there was one more that I completely forgot. Oh, excuse me. We had the remake of Resident Evil 3. Oh, uh, yeah. From the ground up from with modern controls. Um, the Resident Evil 2 remake was absolutely fantastic. I haven't picked up 3 yet, um, so that is probably going to be one of the next ones I play. But there is a very good selection of things to be playing right now while you guys are stuck inside. Okay. So any of those would be fantastic to grab and put. Kyla, how many hours have you put into Animal Crossing? 100? Uh, have you put 100 in yet? Probably at least 150, if not more. Yeah. So, to give me an idea. That's fair. These games will consume your lives. That's fair, but, um, um, and, what, and honestly, um, uh, for me, oh, uh, what, what was that from Kyla? Oh, uh, she was talking to me in my ear, like all girls tend to do. Um, <laughs> um, man, I'm just going after everybody today. Wow. Uh, no, I, I mean, honestly, for me, uh, I actually enjoy... Even as busy as I am right now with everything for the show and other things, um, uh, I actually do enjoy uh, being able to take advantage of some time to be able to actually play catch up on games that I had consistently intended on getting around to and never really did. Same thing for shows, honestly. Uh, but like right now, getting to Finally, I mean, I know I mentioned this before, but getting to finally catch up on uh, The Witcher 3. Um, right. Like, I only actually got around to playing the original Witcher 1 and 2 um, mm. last year. And right. so... You're a little behind the times, yes, we know. A bit, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, that, that's kind of what happens when, you know, life gets in the way of things like gaming and fun. Right. But... Um, I mean, knowing that I'm getting the chance to be able to play catch up on some of the stuff that I've been missing out on, and I finally get to find out what was so fantastic about something uh, even as old as The Witcher 3, which by the way, um, in case you didn't know uh, that, you know, game modding is a thing, 
there is actually a very popular option for The Witcher 3 right now uh, that has been uh, just absolutely uh, just catching fire across the internet where uh, the HD 2.0 uh, remake for uh, the Witcher 3 mod has uh, been released. Initially, you had the original HD remake, which was, you know, it was nice. Uh, but the the new version that just dropped uh, last month is actually uh, takes all the textures and all the uh, the shading and everything and bumps up to 4K quality, and actually really does a fantastic job at uh, continuing to keep the visuals uh, relevant uh, even against the current crop of uh, games that are on the market and it, even if you want to go in and add any other mods for you know character adjustments or whatever especially like right now with uh, the uh, Netflix Witcher series being as insanely popular as it is for Just remember to toss a coin to your Witcher <laughs> yeah and honestly still haven't watched it have no idea what that means but you know you need to watch it it is amazing i have already gone through the netflix series twice and i'm getting ready to start my third round through because it is just awesome um but nice, nice. with the popularity of that you obviously have the uh, character mods to update uh Geralt and uh yennefer to the show versions rather than just the original models uh, are also becoming popular if that's your thing cool but at the very least it's worth going back and grabbing the latest hd uh update for the game just to be able to go back and re-experience it in a whole new uh visual depth um it, right. it, it's awesome but so what do you want to talk about next brad we want to talk about the thing that broke my heart well, I feel like that's only fair at this point. Yeah, so, you know, this time, well, about a week and a month from now, I was going to be looking forward to one of the games I've been looking forward to since they announced it four years ago. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two. And then about a week and a half ago, Sony put out a release basically saying that because of everything that's going on, um, they have delayed the launch indefinitely. Which essentially means that Sony has decided that until they deem it worthwhile to launch the game and not have the craziness of the world affect it or put people's livelihood or their lives in jeopardy because of it, they have pulled the launch. Okay. You got that sensor button, Brad? Alright, uh, give me one, two, alright, uh... Give me a one second heads up and then feel free. Uh, are, are you gonna just do like one or you want a full string? No, I'm just gonna give you one, one F-bomb. All right, come on. Go ahead and hold the button. And Three, two, one hit. <laughs> okay, there we go. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I was very much looking forward to this game. Um, this was a game that a lot of people have been looking forward to. Uh, this is one of the most critically and fan accepted games of all time. Um, it's Naughty Dog, the guys that did Uncharted, Jack and Daxter back in the day. Mm. Uh, it was a post-apocalyptic game, very story driven. I cried like an absolute child in the first 20 minutes of the game. Um, and there's about another 20 to 30 hours after that where like multiple times I'm just bawling my eyes out because of how attached you become to the characters and how well the characters are done. 
Um, and then we never thought we were going to get a sequel, even with the gut-wrenching ending to the first game. And then out of the blue, they announced it. Everybody was excited. We finally get our release date. And then... So, yeah. You know, so this kind of goes back to the one downside to being a primarily PC gamer and not really keeping up with the consoles. Um, mm -hmm. I do... From everything I've seen and heard about uh, The Last of Us, and uh, I mean other games in that vein of uh, creativity, I, I do understand what I'm missing out on, and I kind of I, I feel bad for not getting the chance to experience it because you know just yeah, uh, it sounds so like right, a fantastic say, game. So I can I, I can see I, how the the second one being delayed so significantly for who knows when. Uh, is going to be so uh, rough. So I do have my old PS4 that you can borrow. And I do have The Last of Us if you do want to play it. Huh. Um, I, like I said, I cried in the first 20 minutes of the game. And I don't mean cried. I mean, like, my eyes were, like, puffy and red, crying like old Yeller just got taken out back, cried. Spoilers. Sorry. Spoilers. But, um, yeah. Uh, you say the word, man, and you can experience that. Hmm. Okay, then. Um, Enough of me wallowing. Let's go ahead and move on to the other big news of what's coming this year. Which is? Um, the PS5 and the Xbox Series X are coming. Woo! Uh, new console gen. Woo! It's supposed to launch this holiday. Woo! Now there's rumors they may not. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. So right now, so so it, I guess this is, this would probably be a good time to say that everything we're going to talk about from here on out is just rumored and speculation. Um, yes. Now, Sony and Microsoft have both said that the 5 and the Series X will be dropping this holiday. Um, we still don't know price points. We do know hardware that's inside of them. Um, we have seen the controllers for both. Uh, we do know the specs and everything like that. We just don't know price points or actual release date at this point. But there are industry rumors floating around that saying that because of everything that's going on, there's there's talk that maybe both launches get delayed. But as it sits now, both launches will go ahead as planned. Gotcha. Well, that's... But new console generation... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I, I said no, That that's definitely not great. Because, I mean, I know that new console launches are massive, and that is really not yes. something that you want to see just disappear, seeing as how that is... Uh, yeah, no, that, that's going to hurt not just the creators of the console, but the developers for the games that are exactly. have been putting so many resources into developing games for that new console, which now get delayed, exactly. which means uh, the revenue that they're going to see from the games for that console are going to just start evaporating uh, for when they actually needed it to do things like, you know, pay their employees and, you know, the... the teams that create the games in the first place are already severely overworked and underpaid as is this isn't exactly going to help them well if you remember um animal crossing was supposed to come out last year and they actually delayed the game five months and one of the reasons nintendo did it was because their developers were working so hard and they wanted to give them the proper amount of time to actually finish the game without overworking them 
which I will actually say that is one thing that I have continually respected Nintendo for, for their proprietary properties, is the fact that they actually do seem to respect the people responsible for making the games, uh, unlike so many other uh, publishers that are more than happy to just abuse the heck out of their teams and overwork them, underpay them, and keep them going on the threat that, hey, if you don't want to keep working on this game, if you don't want to keep working this many hours uh, at this pay, then you know what? There's some other uh, new uh, person that just got in the industry that would be more than happy to take your place coding or animating or whatever. And, I mean, it's Look, a it's really crappy way to do it. Um, exactly. And it obviously exactly. is the biggest issue that needs to be solved in the industry, but the fact that Nintendo mm -hmm. is one of the few that genuinely seems to respect their development teams, uh, to yep. that extent, I I will continue to respect them and any chance I can uh, give them my money yep. because I, I want to see more of that. Well, look, Nintendo's always been known for kind of... Nintendo sets the norm a lot of the time in the industry, but Nintendo will also go against the norm. Now, to give you an example, Sony and Microsoft got the Xbox One and the PS4 yeah. in 2013. So we're already, you know, this is the seventh year of the console life. Seven to eight years is about how long a console generation lasts and then we get new consoles. Sure. Um, so Sony drops theirs in 2013. Um, 2017, Nintendo's up for a new console because the Wii U kind of bombed a little bit. Okay. Uh, after the massive success that was the Wii. And they put out a portable console that you can play on your TV. Hmm. And uh, the Switch is honestly one of the best investments that I've ever made. Uh, I can play on my TV or I can play on the go and tablet mode. I literally do not have to stop. I can put my game, I can put my console in sleep mode, put it in my backpack, take it to work with me. When I'm on my break, I pull it out, literally hit two buttons and I immediately pick up right where I left off. Um, they went back to cartridges where everybody's using Blu-rays right now. Um, but the fact that Sony and Microsoft have both said that the handheld market is something they will no longer pursue and Nintendo dropped a handheld console that's also a home console. That's also a home console. Like Kyla said, literally, I mean, that, that shows you exactly where Nintendo is. So like how you said, they not only care about their teams and they care about their their people that are working in-house, but Nintendo makes everything in-house. Yeah. yeah. They have they have one manufacturing warehouse where all of their consoles are made. Yeah. I mean, say what you will about uh, the hit or miss nature of their... Uh, creative decisions, especially for their consoles. Right. Um, the reality is the fact that they are actually willing to continue to innovate and try new things as much and as extreme as they do yep. is honestly refreshing when the other two big names in the console industry just keep trying to go back to the well and do uh, a new adjustment to the same concept with very little uh, innovation actually involved. I mean, yeah, sure, it's nice to be able to say that you know, that you got more uh, processing power. It's nice to be able to say that, yeah, you got a, a stronger graphics card. You got you got more storage space. You got expandable storage space. You have, uh, you know, more responsive wireless controllers, whatever. But that's 
that's not quite the same thing as what Nintendo does with just trying something so off the wall by all rights it's probably gonna fail but they have this idea that what if it doesn't and with the switch so, I just turns out, point it doesn't out. always uh, go the way everybody expects so before I hop down off my Nintendo soapbox we move on to the next topic I just want to point out wireless controllers Rumble featuring controllers, expandable memory on your console, all first introduced on a Nintendo console. Yep. And those are now all norms for entry, along with motion controls, um, and along with, oh, something else, but I can't remember off the top of my head now. But yeah, four major things of the industry were literally introduced first by Nintendo. Go figure. Right, but then uh, speaking on you know, we're talking about the PlayStation 5 and the, the Xbox Series X. This console generation is not exactly over yet. So one of the things that uh, recently popped up in the news is that Sony is throttling download speeds for all of their their digital purchases through the PlayStation Store in an effort to maintain server stability for people that are playing online right now because of all the people that are playing all around the world while they're stuck inside. Interesting. And that's something we talked about, I think, on Monday yeah. a little bit, how I think it was YouTube said that they're only going to be offering stuff in standard def. I, I um, think it was uh, that they were going to be offering it in uh, 1080 max uh, and they were not going to be offering like the 2 offering and 4K in the, right. and everything. Yeah. Right. Right. But, who, um, uh, I, but I, I know Hulu was saying the same thing and so was, um, exactly. uh, what, what was the other one? Um, well, one of the other big guys. But yeah, yeah. Right. But that's kind of where we're at right now in the industry, right? It's because of the so many users logged in right now, there has to be a way for the servers to maintain all of that traffic. So Sony's way of doing it is to slow down download speed, which people are kind of complaining about. Um, I think people are pretty, wow, I almost just accidentally said people are rational. Um, I think people are, people right now understand what's going on um, and they haven't gotten too upset yet. Um, but if this extends out any further, there's a possibility that there's some backlash, but those people are just idiots, let's be honest. Yeah. But so. Yeah, and uh, not to get too far away from your Nintendo soapbox, but there is one other piece of Nintendo news that uh, is worth talking well, about. Only rumored so far. This is only a rumor. Nothing's been confirmed yet, but Nintendo does have a Nintendo Direct lined up, I believe, in June. Mm -hmm. uh, either May or June. Um, and the rumored details of that did leak, and one of the big reveals is, is that because this is the 35th anniversary, I believe? Yeah, the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, the original release on the original Nintendo Entertainment System, um, we are going to see full remakes of several classic Mario games in celebration of the 35th anniversary. Um, some of the ones that were named are Mario Sunshine from the GameCube, Mario Galaxy from the Wii, uh, and then Super Mario 64. We'll all be getting full remakes. Uh, and then after that, there's talk of a Super Mario 3D World remake. Um, there is also talk of, let me see real quick because I'm trying to remember. There's talk of a brand new Paper Mario game that we'll get this year because we haven't had a Paper Mario in a little bit, which Kyla's over there stupid game about. Um, but the one that I'm really excited for, the one that I hope is true, is the one that a lot of people have wanted for a long time and they'll never admit it, but the internet will lose their mind if this is confirmed, is that it's a rumor 
that we are going to get a remake of the original Mario RPG on Super Nintendo. That would be interesting, because, I mean, they the haven't even the only attempted time they to re-release that ever, right? No, it was the only time that they ever did it. Now, they took some of the... Because for people that don't know, Mario RPG is a Final Fantasy-style turn-based Mario RPG. Yeah. It is amazing. Um, it was on, if I remember right, it was on the Super Nintendo Mini that came out a couple years ago, the one that had, like, the, the stocked 20 or 30 games. Um, it's on that one, if I'm not mistaken. But we've never seen anything and I people can correct me if I'm wrong but I don't remember ever seeing anything in terms of like remakes or in terms of like re-releases or anything like that like and it is it, it is a game that people will go back and put on emulators left and right or they'll break out their old Super Nintendos just to play yeah like it is an old school style RPG from the old 1632-bit era yeah it's incredible yeah which is kind of funny because back when it first came out it bombed so hard and it's only been so many years after the fact that it's continued to build such a cult following. I mean, it, it really... I mean, I would uh, try to compare it to something like um, the cult following that the movie The Room has, but I feel like that would actually be a bit of an insult to the game because it's not actually a bad game. It's just it was so no, outside of its niche and a bit ahead of its time no. that... It feels more like it was like the, um, well, it, it was kind of like uh, the the two Sonic games that came out for Dreamcast, the two Sonic Adventure games that were so far well, ahead of their time that they just weren't, nobody was ready for what they were, and now everybody's so, trying to do exactly the same thing. Yeah, now you say ahead of your time with those games, that entire console was ahead of its oh, time. Yeah. It's like a Dreamcast came about like, the Sega Dreamcast, in all honesty, came out probably about 10 years too early. Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I, I feel like if if the Sega Dreamcast had waited to come out until, like, say, toward the later half of the PS2 life cycle, um, mm -hmm. it would have actually had a much stronger chance at surviving because at that point, it, what it was offering would have been much more uh, appreciated. And yeah, I, I fully realized the controller wasn't exactly that great, but neither was the N64's controller. And yet that thing- You is can shut your mouth one right of the there. Classic staples of uh, video game history. So- That's because it is. Yeah, and, and so honestly, it's, it, it really just needs to be understood that just because, especially in the video game industry, just because a game or a console doesn't do as well as expectations uh, had it, doesn't actually mean that it was a failure uh, if what it was offering is so unique. It just means that maybe the market wasn't ready for it. Now, that's not the case in all, uh, all situations. Like, you know, the no. uh, the Nintendo's attempt at the VR with the uh, the the Virtual Boy. The Virtual Boy. Yeah, I mean yep. that. Yes, it was ahead of its time, technically, but the execution, right. honestly, was just so awful. You can't really say that the the ingenuity outweighs the terrible execution on that one. 
right? And which, by the way, there's rumors that maybe Nintendo's still not out of the VR game. Um, which I, I would a nice little. I would be very interested to see what they do with that. If they were to go the VR route with something like uh, a team up with uh, the Oculus or some, uh, you know, something that's not so Sony friendly, or or well, so, if they were to go a whole different route, which I think would actually be more beneficial since nobody else on the console game is playing uh, in this realm. If they were to actually go for the AR route and go for the augmented reality and say, hey, you know what, uh, we're going to go ahead and say we're doing what Pokemon Go did technically but not officially with us. So per se, it's funny we're gonna go ahead that. and make our games your reality. And if they're the ones that bring that to fruition, and uh, I, I think that would actually blow out of the water most of the VR games out there. So it's funny that you say that. Um, and this is before we move on to our final topic. Yes. Um, we are well, running short of time. We've got that. two more, technically. Yeah. Um, it's funny that you say that. Um, Game Theory, which is a channel that I love. Yes. I know. Um, You've talked, yes. So Matt, um, that, that yeah, that's his name, right? Matt Pat. Matt Pat. Thank you, Kyla. So he did a video around, I think maybe the, uh, it's probably would have been back in 2017 or 2018 when the Switch launched, talking about that people had found patents for headsets that fit the Switch. Hmm. That Nintendo had filed, um, and there is a capture button on the switch that will allow you to capture in-game um, video and pictures so there was a prevailing theory that AR was in fact the route that they were gonna go rather than the VR route uh, and they already have Pokemon Go so there was a lot of people throwing the rumor and the theory around that maybe they were going to do a crossover with the switch where you could basically play Pokemon Go hmm. Nothing ever materialized of it, but we are only in the third year of the Switch's life cycle. True, and I mean, so to be fair, if, they... if you want to go for other te uh, tech giants, uh, Apple right. has pr uh, put out so many patents for technology that we never really saw that version of, right. but a right. couple generations later, we did Down see line, what exactly. that ended up resulting in. Exactly. Uh, I mean, heck, exactly. the uh, the... Uh, the Apple uh, Watch was something that uh, the patent came out for years before it ever hit the market, and people had, right. were speculating about that for so long until eventually you actually got finally the official Apple Watch that right. meant something to everybody, but at the time you could have never guessed what it was really going to turn into. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but real quick, we got two more things that we want to talk about before we, we call it a day. Yes. Um, with the Resident Evil 3 remake coming, there's rumors of a Resident Evil 4 remake. I don't necessarily know if that game needs to be remade. That's, to me, one of the most influential third-person shooters of all time. I will argue all day with anybody that says that it isn't. Um, actually was one of the first, if not the first, third-person game to drop the camera over the right shoulder. Like every modern third-person shooter um, implements along with a couple of other things. Um, but we are hearing rumors of the soon to be announced Resident Evil 8. Hmm. Um, now Resident Evil 7 switched up the formula. They went to a first person perspective and they took it back to a more horror themed 
uh, survival horror genre game, whereas 5 and 6 had kind of went more to the action shooter. Um, again, none of this has been confirmed, but it is rumored to be confirmed in the next month or two that we're going to get 8 announced. It's going to stay in first person. It is going to be fully VR compatible with the PS4 VR. Um, and if the VR moves over to the PS5, it will be compatible on that. Uh, that's still up in the air. And then the other big thing is, is that um, uh, it will keep that survival horror genre feel and it will be a direct sequel to 7, which a lot of people know didn't didn't necessarily follow the traditional Resident Evil storyline. It still fell in the canon. We just still don't necessarily know how and where. Uh, there was an introduction at the end of 7 of one of the main staples of the Resident Evil series, but that's about as far as we got. Hmm. So we still don't know about that. I know, that's just me nerding out, sorry. You guys have to deal with that. Um, and then the big thing is that um, E3 has officially been cancelled this year. So E3 has often been regarded as one of the bigger days, if not the biggest day for gaming. People would argue that PAX East is pretty big now. Um, you've got a couple of other conventions that do offer as much, but a lot of the companies saved their big announcements for E3. Um, now, Nintendo doesn't normally do their Nintendo Direct once a quarter. Yeah. Sony has kind of gone to something like that as well. Um, so, with the Nintendo Direct being in June, a lot of people were speculating that was going to be what was going to be announced at E3 anyway. Uh, but with E3 being cancelled now, it's going to be very interesting to see, A, moving forward, what happens to E3, because there were a lot of people already pulling out. A lot of companies would always just maybe send like a representative to do a talk, and then they wouldn't even set up a booth. So there's a lot of speculation moving forward what E3 is going to become, if it's just going to become a showcase for shareholders and the fans are kind of left out in the, in the cold. Yeah. Um, or if we even have it at all. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, we, we talked about this back on Monday as well. E3 has been having industry discussions and speculations for a few years now, at least, about the viability of it continuing on as a thing. Because realistically, uh, the moment it went from press access exclusively to public access, the whole attitude of the convention shifted. And it went right. from trying to be the place where you debut your latest and greatest games, your latest and greatest tech uh, for yep. games and gaming adjacent anything to just another gaming convention pandering to public appetites, which I get that that needs to be a thing since the public is the uh, where people actually buy the games. But realistically, because so much of what is debuted at E3 is still more or less in the experimental phase or the beta phase, but at a high enough point where it's worth showing to the public, that it's not really, it wasn't really intended to be something like that. that and if that's where it wants to shift, cool. But just understand that from a convention hosting standpoint, most of your biggest names that are going to be showing up to it are going to continue to do what Microsoft and uh, Sony and I, I, I believe Nintendo all have kind of done anyway, where they all go and do their own thing, their own presentations outside of E3 because it's just not worth the investment if it's not going to give them the same level of exclusivity. Well, now remember, they're you know among the big three, you got other companies like EA has their own 
showcase at E3. Ubisoft usually has their own showcase, but as do a couple of others. But like in the past couple of years, we've seen it to where like, you know, I I will never forget Reggie fils standing up there on the E3 stage for Nintendo's press conference. His first year as the president of Nintendo of America saying, I'm Reggie fils I'm with Nintendo. We're here to kick ass and make great games. And now all they do is, just, and everybody went nuts. That's where they unveiled the Wii for the first time. The industry lost its mind. And now they basically just do their Nintendo Directs and live stream it through E3 speed. Yeah. And like, and even, even, even last year, like, let's, let's, you know, let's take a look at what Beth- Bethesda showed off, I think two or three games last year. And that was it. It was what, two years ago where Sony went and they showed four games. They showed Last of Us, they showed Spider-Man, they showed Ghost of Tsushima, and they showed Days Gone, and that was it. Yeah. And and part of the other thing too is let's be 100% honest. We live in the information age. Information comes out. Information leaks all the time. How much of the stuff that we talked about today is rumored because of leaks that have been? Well, I mean, you want to talk about it's leaks? Very I mean, uh, just look at uh, some of the the companies that are supposedly the biggest secret keepers ever: uh, Apple and even Samsung. Uh, you know, when you got new phone generations that are coming out, uh, they can't even keep the, the the specs for the new phones that are the final uh, the, the final versions of them, even test models uh, in house before they get leaked to the internet. Um, I mean, if even they can't keep that kind of secret, that is like industry or potentially industry defining. That's yeah. I mean, what what chance does anybody else have, honestly? Well, that's exactly it. It's what does the information age do moving forward? Do they just take a look at it and like, oh, well, you know, let's be honest, half the stuff that we were going to talk about at E3 leaked a month and a half to two months before anyway, so do we even need to have an E3? Yeah, I... That's something that every company is going to have to take a look at and honestly sit down and think about. I mean, I think... And I know that I could just be biased because this is, this space, this YouTube space is where, this YouTube, Facebook, social media in general space is where we play. Um, But I think that because of the way that online video streaming and social media in general uh, has kind of evolved, and the fact that so much is possible now, um, and even the fact that brand marketing has become so much more uh, necessarily based on having that personal connection with the consumer. Um, I honestly don't know how much longer uh, industry specific conventions like E3 are really going to be relevant anymore because I think more value is going to come to the major companies through that direct personal connection with the end consumer than they would ever get through some major convention and they're going to end up saving so much more money. I mean, you want to talk about uh, companies that are so penny-pinching about uh, trying to watch their profit margins and don't want to waste money exactly. Um, and that's their explanation for why they uh, they pay their uh, development teams the rates they do. 
Um, I mean, the second you say that, hey, industry conventions are not necessary anymore. You don't have to pay a million or several million dollars to come and be featured at this convention like E3 to be able to get your new products out there. All you have to do is have the technological infrastructure to do a live stream from your headquarters or where whatever office you've chosen to be your communications main hub and now once you paid that entry fee for the tech all you have to do is just use the free access from YouTube from Facebook Instagram whatever uh, to be able to go out and push your videos out to debut to everybody i mean that that yeah. that's look, gonna yeah, be a whole new ball game right yeah i mean and look in this this is all stuff that was kind of the industry was kind of shifting towards this stuff anyway who knows if what is happening now in the world just sped that up by four or five years we, we won't know exactly i mean so much of well all aspects of society technology uh and everything else is kind of getting accelerated by this situation that we are we're, we're seeing things that up if this hadn't happened may not have come around for another five to ten years so yeah it's gonna be interesting but uh we are happens, but... significantly past time uh and i believe we have exhausted everything that we Whoops. wanted to talk about today so with that um if you are still watching us Thank you so much for sticking around this long. You guys are awesome. We absolutely appreciate you. And uh, if you have not already, please don't forget to like and follow us over on Facebook. Uh, like our video and subscribe on YouTube. And most importantly of all, uh, share us with your friends. We would absolutely love to be able to get introduced to more people and uh, just spread the conversation so absolutely please uh, have fun and uh, if you have any other comments about anything that we've talked about or uh, have any other games that you personally are looking forward to this year please let us know in the comments below and mm -hmm. until next time this is Brad and Mike saying, see ya.